0: Welcome to Get Involved Referee, the most experienced and insightful aspect of refereeing with me, Lindsay Heron, and two former Grade 1 referees, Steve Conroy and Des Roach. And in this episode, we'll be looking at the aspects of VAR coming into Scottish football later this year. The added complication, of course, being that it doesn't actually take effect till after the Qatar World Cup. But of course, first things first, brand new Scottish season, so much drama, bickering and downright fury lying ahead of us, I would imagine, boys. It really is uh, quite exciting at this time of the year, isn't it, when the the big kickoff is on its way, Steve? Oh, absolutely. Life returns to normal. And uh, the more bickering and the more
1: argument, the better, I think, for us. Absolutely. I think referees are no different from any football player. They just want to be involved in a Saturday and to have, have something to do <laughs> rather than going <laughs> to the shops and taking the dog a walk. Well, the players have been training hard. but well, you think they've been training hard Any anyway? We'd hope so.
0: But the referee's the same. Are they getting that same excitement, that same sort of thrill of getting ready for it all? Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. It's the, As Des says, it's it's the same buzz for refereeing as it is for the players. Our pre-season is already underway just as quick as uh, the footballers. You've got your pre-season, but then obviously you're going to have your formal training sessions organised as well. So they'll be up
1: and running. Though
2: Certainly fitness won't be an
1: excuse. No, they, they had the referees meeting yesterday and I know for a fact that they were doing the yo-yo test yesterday. So they'll be putting through their paces, they'll all be getting checked, making sure that they're at the level that they should be at. Referees are, are athletes, just like footballers. They've got to be at the peak of performance all the time. So again, it would be a two-week take-off and then straight back into it.
0: A bit like football, you know, sometimes you lose the top stars, they leave the, the division. The Rangers have lost a couple of big players in uh, Joe Rebo, for example, Calvin Bassey, Celtic sold Hudson-Edward last season and Ryan Chrissie, guys like that. They, they do leave the game. We've lost one of our top referees, Bobby Madden. I know you you thought very highly of him, Steve, as, as an official. So definitely a loss for the game, you think? Oh, absolutely. As any, uh, in my opinion, he wasn't one of
2: the better ones. He was our best one. So absolutely, he'll be a loss. And... Big boots to fill for uh, whoever comes whoever comes in. Hopefully we, we can fill the spot, but I don't think currently we'll get anybody uh, anywhere near as, as good as Bobby was. An yeah. interesting
0: decision, Des. You know, he's, he's chosen to, to, to go down to England and he's going to be operating at what we think League 1 and League 2 level at the age of, what, 46, 44 rather. Well, not a strange career choice, an interesting
1: career choice. I think it was more of a professional choice yeah. rather, than, rather than a career choice. I think his, his work situation has changed and he's been relocated to a, to a new area. Now, it could probably have be been very easy for Bob to say, well, I'm going to bow out at the top within Scottish football. Uh, but he's went down to England. He's given himself a new challenge. Yes, he's got to start at what they would progress is the, the lower leagues mm. but uh, I'm sure Bobby's no fear in whatsoever of doing that and I'm quite quite sure the players will enjoy a, a fresh approach to it as well and having somebody different and a different voice and a different opinion as well um, but no good luck to him say I don't think it was a, a, a professional choice I think it was a, a, a personal career choice mm. for him to move to England
0: Such is his ability then I guess you guys would concur that he would have the ability to perform at the top level in the Premier League in England but whether that will happen or not we're not sure
2: Without a shadow of a doubt, he's, he's capable of it. I don't think there's anything down there that Bobby would have to fear. Yeah, he'll start off at the, the lower level. Not sure if he's got enough time uh, to, to reach the, the Premier. There'll be a big ahead of him right enough but absolutely no doubt whatsoever that he's more than capable of meeting whatever challenges
0: down there yeah, I think he's done he's covered some foreign matches before I think he did some games in the Greek top division
1: for example which is <laughs> a bit of a volatile atmosphere Panathinaikos Olympiakos his reputation d- doesn't need any scrutiny he's been in a FIFA referee for a good number of years he's refereed all the top teams in the world he's been across his, the volatile derbies across there so no, his, his ability won't be won't, won't be in question what it does do what peter is yes it leaves a, a vacuum a hole to, to replace but that's then an opportunity for someone else to to come up and fill and I'm sure we'll go on and discuss that through today and through through the season ahead it's an opportunity that young guys should be looking to grab
0: Just before we do that it just it brings up an interesting point you know obviously Bobby going down to England would you ever see it happening the other way would you see English referees perhaps wanting to come up here and is that something that the SFA would ever countenance? I've not heard
2: of anybody up to now who's done that I've not heard of any even any whispers or people who have you know, intimating that or uh wanting to do that but i suppose their careers might uh, down there might change but they're they're much more uh full-time i was going to say professional but that's uh in inverted commas um they're much more full-time so uh, probably not the the, the same position that, that bobby's been in but you can bet your your bottom dollar every referee down there would be dying to do a celtic rangers game absolutely
1: 100 percent agree who in- Everybody around the world knows of Celtic and Rangers. Okay, the other teams may be not of such a high standing, but if our English referee came up and he was of the required ability, then there's no no reason why he shouldn't be. Shouldn't be involved. No but reason why not. It's it's always about your country of residence, where you, where you officiate.
0: There was talk of that before, you know, should we bring, bring in someone from foreign shows to cover that fixture, simply because it will have no... Uh, alleged or perceived allegiance or leanings or anything like that—is would you like to keep it local, or, or would you think, well, we could bring in a top German fellow or a French guy or whatever? Absolutely
2: not, no. local. Um, and any, and you—you you see it often enough uh, that we're all accused of of being biased, and you know, there's, there's no secret to who I support, but not for a moment did that interfere or influence anything that I did during a game of football, and I anybody to prove that any of our guys are uh, cheats in inverted commas and would uh, uh, do their their job they'd make their decisions according to what, what mm. team they support um, and there were a couple of high profile things maybe in the last season or two <laughs> but not for a second would, uh, would I believe that any of our guys uh, would let that interfere with, with how they do their job
1: I always I always take it in the fact that if you're a referee you enjoy football If you enjoy football, you support a team, Team A or Team B, whoever it may be. But when you're actually officiating on that pitch at that moment in time, now you could be refereeing Bridgewater Boys Club under 12s against Linwood Rangers under 12s. You see a foul, you don't see the colour, you don't see the team. Anybody can be, as a Category 1 referee, can give a foul with a biased opinion, then you're a better man and a better referee than I could ever be. (laughs) Because it is instinctive. You can only give what you see. And certainly none of none of the guys in Scotland have, have went down that route and I, I've never seen it and I've yep. never, never expected to see it. They're too professional. You don't put all that hard work in to get through the years, to get there, to build yourself up, to to get in that position that you're going to jeopardise it because you have an allegiance to Team A or Team B. Yeah. So um, no, I mean, yes, I I support a team, but that team I have never, ever favoured positively or negatively.
0: You talked about big boots to fill and a void to fill and it's, uh, it is a big uh, position for, for the SFA to, to decide or the SPFL to make these decisions. Who do you think is going to come to the forefront as number one referee this season? I don't think there's any doubt
2: that that's going to be Nick Walsh. He has been climbed through the ranks progressively. He's been doing it successfully. I think he had a steady season last last year. A wee bit, that's maybe unfair. A will be a bit better than, than a steady season. I think he's going to be the number one for the season coming.
0: Would that mean then, for example, you send out the message early, you give him the, the first derby of the first Rangers-Celtic game, the Celtic-Rangers game at Parkhead in, in September? That's what I would do. Yep. But uh, <laughs>
2: common sense in the SFA don't often make good bedfellows.
1: No, I think uh, I think Nick's made his way progressively uh, a steady trajectory. He's been done the scottish cup final a couple of years ago he's been challenged and, and and managed high profile games he'd done i think he'd done the rangers game at the weekend there as well mm-hmm. so i've got no doubt I, I i concur with steve he will in my opinion be your number one leading light what does need happen is i think we need a couple of the referees to back him up and we need a good pool the or four mm-hmm. coming in behind him i think kevin clancy's obviously been there for a number of years i think kevin by his own admission maybe he was a a so-so year last year. Okay, not not a bad season, but I think he needs to come back and have a strong season. Don Roberts no back that up as well, and you've got obviously Willie Collum, you've got Alan Muir, guys who've got experience of being round the round the playground a few times. But no, Nick will be Nick will be our number one.
0: What what are his best attributes then, Steve? I mean, is he, does he just handle the game well? Is he is he a good um, arbiter in tight situations?
2: Yeah, I think he's he's very calm. He's very collected. I don't think we we very often get accused of being robotic. I don't think Nick is is like that. I think he's he's much more his his own sort of man. Fits a fiddle as well. But I I just like how calm and collected he is in a game. Nothing phases him, and so long as he keeps that, then that'll
1: stand him in good stead yeah his mannerisms are very very composed you Mm -hmm. don't ever really see him sort of getting animated or overreacting he's always very very calm and composed and as you said his fitness is first class you talked about kevin having a tough season and were some big games
0: that i seem to recall it where some decisions went were proven to be you know poor decisions on the night and that's obviously kind of got gone against him over the campaign what do you do to try and rectify that to make your to make things better for the next season,
2: the first thing you do, the best thing you do, is forget it. It's it's gone. Nothing you can do to change it. Mm-hmm. Always the the most important decisions. Your next one. He didn't have his best last season, and he's better than than last season would suggest. He needs to forget it. He needs to dust himself down and remember and believe how good he is, and just get back in the saddle.
0: Yep, I agree. You talked about another couple coming in to help, or you know, to, to boost the the, the the pool of talent. Who else would you would you suggest you to talk to about Don Robertson and being an experienced man?
1: Any other younger ones you think could push their, their way through uh, for me i think the one that's, that's coming through and they've, they've dipped his toe in here and there is david dickinson now david's a unashamedly right. he's, he's a friend and i know the family very well but david's there in his own merit and he's tall he's fit he's got a good manner about him he gets himself around the park he was recently away with john Beaton mm-hmm. on a european trip which again would elude me to think that well he's going there on a learning journey but i would expect david dickinson to be to be the next one i think craig napier as well craig's been in the spl and he's done a few premier league games for me i think david's the the next one and and give him over the next couple of years to embed himself within there and he'll he he will be one of the one of the main guys some
0: harsh decisions have been made as well steve it looks like a couple of lads have been uh, demoted if you like to a degree uh, from the top list of select referees it doesn't preclude them or prevent them from doing premiership games during the campaign but you know how tough is that for you know the likes of Gavin Duncan and Greg Aitken who, are, who have been put down a little bit I think that's obviously
2: going to come as a, uh, a slight to them they're certainly not going to be uh, happy and at, at the very least they're going to be disappointed it doesn't mean that their their refereeing lives are, are over but it's going to be harder for them to get back into the uh, the, the big pool of games and they, they won't be in consideration for the, the big games, certainly to to begin with. I was especially surprised at, at Greg, I have to say, certainly considering the publicity that he was getting and being put up with the SFA for all the, the VAR sessions when it was on the telly and uh, all the rest of it. I was surprised at that. Gavin, I don't know as much, but neither of them will be happy at the, the situation they're in.
0: Yeah, it can't be easy, can it? As you know, when you're, you're kind of dunted down a little bit when you're
1: trying to, to get as big a game as you possibly can. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll, be a, it'll be a hit to their ego Of course as it's to, to any human And any person in any walk of life And any job if you're not entrusted to be doing The role that you've been previously fulfilling And Greg, again, by his own admission He's maybe had a couple of games that didn't go The way that he would have liked to But he's still done a fair, fair number And Gavin as well, I mean Gavin was in the SPL A heck of a lot last year I saw him often um, enough. Yeah. yeah, we've seen him off enough And he was that Ibrox, if that park Parkhead. So to be told that you're not part of that group that's going to be considered for the, the elite games, yeah, it's going to take a bit of a hit to them, but it's not the end of the refereeing career. That's that's far far from the story. No, absolutely. Um,
0: some new managers on the scene this year. So the question is, who's the first manager to go off his head in the, the new premiership season? Got a few shouters on the side of the pitch, haven't we, maybe... Maybe Jim Goodwin or a Graham Alexander are the other ones that you'd be looking at?
2: I never really had any bother with, with, with Jim. I never had worries about him. Although I did have to, when he was playing for and I did have to have a quiet word with him in the Renfrewshire Cup final one time when he nearly took a Morton player's head off. But uh, we'll, we'll forget that. <laughs> Graham Alexander, he, the, the only personal contact I had with him, I'm sure it was, was he at Accrington Stanley? Yeah, he was down south. Uh, I, th- I think that was, if, I, if I'm wrong, I'm... Uh, happy to be corrected. Where uh, they played Thistle in our pre-season friendly, and that's the only personal contact I had with him, and don't, certainly don't remember any hassles with him. So who who's all the the volatile ones? I don't know. I don't know. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the season's not started yet. We can't even uh, we'll find it. out. We'll soon, uh... we'll soon find out in week four. We talked
0: before. It's funny that the two top managers in the country are like well, sorry, the managers of the top two in the country are pretty calm, laid-back guys, aren't they? Not like the old days of um, Neil Lennon or. Um, Alan McCoyst or whatever sometimes was a bit of a shouter and screamer when he was there, and maybe Walter even uh, on occasion.
1: Walter um, could Walter, Walter could have a few a few choice words. <laughs> he could I think
2: a... I'm still the only one that ever sent Walter Smith off. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, at Comarnock, uh, uh, it was on the say so of the fourth official. And I the not say who it, it was. wasn't me. I won't say who the fourth official was, but obviously it was me that get the publicity for sending him off.
0: And was that for things you be saying or yeah, saying? I, I did, were they losing at that point? Presumably? Uh, I don't know Presumably so
2: <laughs> There was certainly something going on He wasn't happy about it anyway
0: but you can imagine that, you know, tensions are high, obviously, the early part of the campaign, managers want to get their teams off to a start, so there's bound to be some theatrics, I suppose, on the, on the sidelines. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of pre- there's a lot of pressure on these guys. I mean, you've seen what Sean Maloney lasted, what, a couple of, 20 co- minutes, couple right? of months, <laughs> Jack Ross, I think actually now when you see Jack Ross going into Dundee United, you actually see how good a job he'd done with Hibs and where Hibs then tailed off to towards the end of the year. So they are under pressure, they will come out with quips here and there, but... As long as it's in goodwill, then I'm sure the referees will. The referees will be fine. But the managers do want to talk to the referee. The referee is quite happy to see if it waits that twenty minutes and say, right come in, we'll have a chat. Don't put this in the papers. Have a chat, explain it. You might agree, you might not, but here we got on with it. That's all." I would agree. Yeah.
0: And the other thing usually ahead of the season is to bring the clubs in and some of the players in to get a feel for what's happening in the, in the campaign ahead. Maybe sort of revise their thought process and some decisions or some rules that they've maybe, maybe forgotten. Forgotten if they ever knew them. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, and, and certainly in, in our day, everybody was invited to, to Hamden. Everybody, it, was, it was a Premier then. I can't remember if anybody below that, that came, but everybody got an invite. And there'd be two or three of us sitting in. It'd be a QA and a and essentially uh, us saying... How the rules were going to be applied, whether it's you know, new rules, different rules, or just a different in- interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's not a prison sentence, so they're allowed not to come. And it was quite disappointing Yeah, the number of people who chose not to come at that time. Out of ignorance, I don't know who showed up uh, or if there was a meeting this time, but that, that was certainly how I it, think they have was to do was it.
1: Done. I think they have to do it under the, the UEFA convention and, and what they have, called, sir it's, a, it's a, a top league in the country but you can guarantee by the minute their sore their foot hits the bottom of those stairs they forgot everything that's been said in there <laughs> you can guarantee it mm-hmm. uh, and as soon as the first whistle goes they care about it even less
0: you don't remember any studious aficionados of refereeing then who were hanging on your every word no no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Just wait until they got you the part the next time. <laughs> That's it. Give you an earful.
2: <laughs> oh, I got that often enough. Yeah.
0: We've talked uh, considerably before about this extraordinary season whereby obviously VAR is coming in, but it's not coming in until they've got it ready. At the moment, we're expecting it to be after the, the conclusion of the World Cup. It gives them that time to set it all up. You two both agree that it's madness to do this, mm-hmm. but it's happening. So, I mean, the consequences of that could be quite, quite dire, couldn't they, really? Well, yeah, we've we've said it uh, on here. It's even though the rules don't change, interpretation
2: changes from one Saturday to the next because you've got VAR and things will be looked at much more closely than than they did the the week before. So it's it's, in many senses, it's a different game. I've said it and I'm stuttering over my words. I can't believe that, that they could think it's appropriate to bring it in halfway through
1: a season. It's just nuts We've been speaking about this Since the turn of the year Are you telling me That the SPFL Have got sponsors in line They've got teams Who are going to be there They know they need 12 grounds equipped They have not got enough time Between call it 1st of January To the end of July Mm. Start of August To have these grounds And this equipment And you've seen them In Hamden In their Star Trek booth And doing their stuff Why is it not ready? It's only ready Because we're stalling on it And to me it's ridiculous Steve quite rightly said The laws of the game Haven't changed The interpretation And the application will change mm-hmm. immensely and for what team a gets a decision on week 10 will be different from what the decision to get in week 11 and that can have huge bearings on teams staying in a league managers staying on a job money coming into the club just go and do it right it's typical scotland doing it half arsed so to speak mm-hmm. yeah, excuse my language but do it right if you're going to do something do it right if had all this time get the infrastructure in place get it ready to go
2: and play. Yep, I agree. We've said it so many times. If they're, they're talking about they haven't got the infrastructure and they need to do the camera angles and all the current job blah, 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 you know, it's been about forever. Surely it's not beyond the the wit of man that they could have had it organised for the start of this season, or if not for the start of this season,
0: then for the start of next. Yeah, yeah. It begs the question that some players might have got away with certain things in the past. Do you think they will become exposed in VAR, not necessarily for violent conduct, but for certain incidents in the park that the referee might miss? People that perpetuate these crimes will be brought to justice.
2: One word answer, yes. (laughs) Of Of course there will be. We talk about trial by sports scene, there's plenty of cameras and all the rest of it about that. Uh, the likes of Mr Adams' theatrics last season get, get pulled up. Uh, there, there's going to be more that's that's, that's going to uh, come out, more that's going to happen, and but we're all going to see it, the world's going to see it.
1: Yeah, it actually might make the players, I was going to say make them wiser, if that's, a, if that's <laughs> what, it might make them be more aware that they're under even more scrutiny mm-hmm. now, that shirt pull or that flailing elbow or... Something maybe picked up that wasn't done previously, but just need to wait and see. Time will tell. Time will tell. And just to confirm on that, if there's a red card offence that a a
0: VAR official sees, he can immediately tell the referee to stop the game (laughs) and and administer
1: the justice that needs to be administered. Yep. It's got to be an obvious decision. Mm -hmm. It's got to be clear and obvious obvious is is, is the word getting used. And also where the 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 line of intervention where does the var become involved is that enough to be involved or is that just human error or no it's got to be fact it's got to be correct it's got to be clear obvious and intent it's not and never was intended
2: to have an argument about what's a foul and what isn't you know a bog standard again in inverted commas foul there's four of us in here and there'll be four different interpretations of any foul or any trip or any pool or whatever but var's there for something that is screaming at you basically and it needs to be please please do it needs to be administered instantly yeah straight
0: away yeah so someone who's a regular punching someone in the stomach or kicking them in the ankles or whatever and has been getting away with that type of offence is is really no hiding place now
2: nope well the only hiding place is if VAR does not pick it up Mm -hmm. you know you're at the the behest of the cameras but if if the cameras see it the knife they're are done for it and certainly stuff um, that you or I would have, would have missed you, you can only look in one direction mm-hmm. so if you're looking at you Lindsay
1: but something's going on behind my back I can't see it so that, that's that, that's the beauty of it and That's where that line of intervention comes w- what can the referee justifiably be expected to, to have under his control something's happening behind his back you're looking for the assistant referee or the fourth official to be picking that but now you've got VAR you've got cameras and the clubs, they really have no hiding place anymore. Mm-hmm. My,
2: and I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe come out in the, the fullness of time. Uh, I think I said on, on here before, with, when it was first introduced, that remember when assistants had to get involved in yes. decisions uh, on, on the field to correct mistakes by the ref. The, the assistant ot- getting involved automatically meant that the ref was marked down. I hope that, that something like that doesn't come on. If it's to pull you up for this, somebody's toe being offside that, that led to a goal or, or not, that's nobody's fault. It's impossible to to guide that or to 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 see things like that. Mm. And if it's a slicker elbow on the blind side of of everybody else, and it's not possible for the human eye to get it, then there's no there's there's no mistake made because it was impossible to see it. And I just hope to God that the SFA think, uh, have common sense in that.
1: Yeah, I think that's through the whole VAR thing over the last couple of years, and obviously watching TV and Sky and BBC etc. When they draw the lines on the pitch, and it's as you said, it's like a a toenail further on is that really a decision that 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 should be affecting the outcome of a game is that really a decision that you'd expect a referee to get nobody with the naked eye is going to pick that up it has to be for me it has to be is that a goal is it not a goal is that a yellow card is that a red card it's something that's factual and substantial that you can actually justify mm. these millimetre offsides are these Ball's come back at No it has to be The major decisions That you're there VAR's not there To take away The human element Of refereeing Mm -hmm. In in my opinion It shouldn't be taken away Refereeing Like football Is a game of skill And error You score a goal Because you've got Better skill than another person You score a goal Because a defender's Made an error Referees make mistakes It's no shock guys We make mistakes Mm -hmm. But the big things That's the bits that, That VAR has to be there for well, you raise an interesting point because, you
0: know, if re- referees are going to be downmarked or, or marked down rather, or criticised, if they do miss certain things, is there a threat to them then? Is there a threat to referees that they might find themselves under increasing pressure?
2: There's a threat to anybody who keeps getting downgraded. Yeah. Who keeps
1: losing marks or... We just spoke about too. Yeah, exactly. We just spoke about to The guys are no longer in the yeah. in the top group because it's been deemed that their marks haven't been sufficient to... So there are anything. consequences to yes. it. Yes.
2: And if if we're going to be downgraded for what is humanly impossible to call without the aid of this, then we'd be mad not to say hugely unfair if, if the refs got criticism that could uh, demote them.
0: Have you spoken to any of the guys that are going to be inactive in this field in the coming season are they looking forward to it are they are they relishing it are they a bit sceptical like you've described there could be an issue for them all, all combinations of that
2: and, the, and again I will not say who it was but the the last one I had to, uh, had to chat with about my particular soapbox about getting marked down said that that hadn't been decided yet. So hopefully, hopefully, they have their, their thinking caps on. Mm. But hi, anybody being introduced to the new technology, and especially when we are so far behind Malta and, and the like, <laughs> then of course we're going to be uh, excited about it.
0: Yeah, It's interesting because um, Celtic and Rangers were the, the driving forces in terms of the clubs wanting this technology introduced to the game. But it'd be interesting to see how they're impacted by it. Do you feel that it would be beneficial to the big two or
1: will they actually suffer more as a consequence because more decisions might go against them? I think the fact that Celtic Rangers predominantly are the teams that are attacking more, are in the opposition penalty area more, I would say potentially yes they could be downgraded or not get as many decisions as it was before because we we didn't have that minute detail to go and inspect but at the end of the day the better teams win because they've got better players and they're scoring more goals, not because referees give them more or less decisions but to answer your question will they be hindered by it quite possibly quite possibly
2: the reverse could be true as well though Um, Uh, of course yeah talking to so many Celtic Rangers supporters they think that each think they're really hard done by and they should have had Mm. even more penalties Mm -hmm. um, and more people sent off against them who knows but uh, it will certainly involve those two more than it will the others
0: Mm yeah 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 like you say I suppose um they might get f- some more offsides against them. You know, conflictingly, they might get more on f- offside decisions go for them, if you like, because mm-hmm. they're attacking more than everybody. Because, yeah, they're, they're attacking,
2: they're attacking more frequently, they're attacking more skillfully, and they're a- attacking quicker Yes, than than everybody else. So, as we said, time will tell, but it certainly won't be without consequence. No,
1: it'll be interesting.
0: And what about when they face each other? I mean, uh, last season, we had some fairly calm Old Firm games, actually, didn't we? There, there was, one or two that went without hardly any mm-hmm. incident. But, you know, they can be explosive encounters, as, as we all know. Will VAR, you know, exacerbate that or not? I think with the, the, the two uh, managers that, that they've got, I don't think that it'll
2: adversely affect I, I certainly don't think it'll make it any more powder kick I don't think it'll make it any more likely to, to kick off. VAR's been kicking about so long that even though we're only just getting it, but I'll stop saying that mm-hmm. soon, that it, it won't come as a surprise to them. I, th- I think largely they'll, they'll just suck it up.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the, I think the, it was quite notable that the, the, the persona and the images and the, the way that the two managers conduct themselves, it, it almost permeates through the team as oh, well. No, absolutely, it, absolutely. It has a, it has a big influence on them. Um, so no, I don't think an Ophirum game is always going to be an Ophirum game. You're going to have the explosions in the crowd. You're going to have explosions on the pitch. I don't think will have any influence in that. But I do think that the both managers have a very positive influence on the on the two plane staff oh, that was very clear last year yeah
0: what about the the first var decision that goes against one of the old firm <laughs> i'm thinking january the second is it offside is it onside it's the it's the, the first goal of the game and it's been called off
2: guaranteed whichever way around it goes <laughs> then the the fans will be still be yes wanting
1: the, the ref crucified <laughs> you you can't win no, you're not going to win on that situation. And it will be very, very noticeable, the first VAR decision, Aye. I can guarantee it. And I think going back to what we said before, I think the sponsor wants right all over that camera.
2: Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine um, when you go over to look at the uh, the monitor? Yeah. Whoever gets their, their logo on the bottom of that, that's, that's payday.
0: Yes. but you, I mean, really, can you imagine that the, the big screens at Ibrooks and there's a there's a big decision goes against Rangers? <laughs> I hope they've got the engine running.
2: <laughs> well, it'll be one of the one of these ones you're talking about.
0: Somebody's toenails offside. Yeah. It, it oh. will,
2: it'll
1: be something like that, yeah. Yeah. and the, the place will I, just go mental. I hope it's something that is so conclusive that everybody goes, "Oh, right, I all you, right." You don't want them going, ah, but. You just, so know you, it, want, you just know it just not It won't be, be. Oh, no. absolutely, absolutely won't be. <laughs>
2: written in the stars.
1: As, as I said, I think the, 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 the car driver said with engine running at minute 45 Aye. as soon as they're ready to go. We'll soon, uh, we'll, we'll soon find out if this is as good as we thought.
0: Yes. Was there any Is there any scope for your, your colleagues or your farmer colleagues, if you like, talking to the, their, their colleagues in England for maybe some anecdotal help or you know, how, how do we apply it? How did you guys handle it? You know, that type of thing.
2: Oh, but without a shadow of a doubt, that's happened. Because mm-hmm. everybody meets up often enough in tournaments and games and, and, and whatever. So there will have been dialogue. Down south, they'll, they'll have told our guys about the mistakes that, that may, they made. They'll be telling them about what went well. So I thought that conversation uh, has already happened.
1: Yeah, and obviously, they've been our top guys at FIFA level and UEFA level. They've been working with it within Europe. And they'll been, they'll be coached on this for, for long and weary so, and as you say the communication dialogue with that will be open so yeah they'll be, they'll be using it but at the end of the day talking talking can only do so much it's when you put it into practice and just to go back briefly to to the, to the current
0: crop and the guys that have got big seasons ahead we've still got some experienced men who've been in the game for a while now is it a natural sort of conclusion for people like perhaps Willie Collum is he coming towards the end of his, his tenure as a, a top man
2: yeah um, and I don't don't mean anything bad by that but yeah it's the circle of life Um and we've all been there when we've come through and we've been young whippersnappers and we'll get the world at our feet and then the blinking of an eye you're one of the old guys so yeah that that'll happen i think Willie's coming to the end of his refereeing life alan muir's been there but he's been there since since i was doing it he's still young he's still fit but he's getting to the end of his his career as well we've, we've all been there you know that that's as it should be yes
1: the the, the
2: youngsters start coming through
1: Willie was promoted very, very quickly to a high level. Very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Willie so-
2: was—he did the same classes,
1: ref and classes that that I did. He was about fourteen or something. When- yeah, I know he was. I know he was very young. I remember running the line to him at, in a junior game. Mm-hmm. He, he aligned himself very much with, with Hugh Dallas, and yeah. he flew through the ranks, so to speak. Got to SPL. In fact, did he get FIFA before he was in the SPL? Yes, yes. That's a sore point. Yes, so <laughs> he has been. So he's been at a high level for a long, long time and listen, Willie is an extremely fit wee guy he puts high demands on himself he puts high demands on anybody who's working with him I think we've said it before in my opinion, if it was me I would be looking at thinking well, do you know what? what else is it to achieve? he's not going to be getting the, the high UEFA games anymore going to be Still a safe, safe pair of hands within Scotland. Mm. So if it was me, yeah, I would maybe look at, do you know what, let's go and have a last hurrah. Um, but that's not me calling for Willie to step down by any manner. of means. Oh. just saying in my opinion, mm. Alan Muir, very, very safe pair of hands, Alan. Lovely guy, looks after himself extremely well. Again, as Steve said, no denying it, he's coming to the latter parts of his career. But it's evolution. So as they two, potentially two, three, four people leave, then that leaves a gap mm-hmm. for ones underneath to come through. You can't, you can't bottleneck it. You've got to keep bringing through fresh talent and that's just that. That's just the, the way things go. Absolutely. Well, let battle
0: commence as they say, gentlemen. The Scottish Premiership soon to get underway. I have no doubt there are a couple of things to talk about in our next episode. Can't wait. Yep, looking forward to yeah. it. Thanks for listening to Get Involved Referee.